Welcome to the Dilo Dispatch, the podcast that covers ARC Survival Evolved news and ARC ventures. Today's date is 7-23-2022, and you are listening to episode number one. I am your host, Harena, and I welcome you to take a break from the taming, the building, and the running for your life. And join me as I bring you up to speed about what's been going down on the ARC. You can join in on the discussion by contacting the show on Twitter at Dilo Dispatch, and you can email the show, thedilodispatch at gmail.com. And without further ado, let's hop into the news. All right, we're going to get started with the most recent post on SurviveTheArc.com. It was posted yesterday at 12.03 a.m. And it says, Greetings, survivors. Time is ticking away to capitalize on the Summer Evo event. The event ends at 1 p.m. Pacific on July 26, so be sure to make the most of the boosted rates and fun in the sun. And there's also going to be Discord voice chat that's going to be coming to Xbox consoles. The Discord voice chat is coming to your Xbox Series XS and Xbox One consoles. You will be able to chat with anyone on Discord via voice channels or group calls directly from your console, making it easy to connect with friends across mobile, Xbox, and PC. So, if you want to know more information, they did add a post. And they link to the post on the news.xbox.com site. And they um, kind of took over xbox is also making this announcement on their site and they said today's update enables a highly requested feature discord voice on xbox consoles which will allow you to talk with your friends and community while you play your favorite games plan in a few rounds of multiplayer action in halo infinite with buddies on both console and pc exploring new biomes with your friends in minecraft see them already playing a game that supports crossplay. connect to their voice channel and chat as you play while you are playing on your console, you will be able to see who is in the call and speaking, and you'll also be able to adjust the sound and switch between Discord voice and your Xbox game chat. And in order to do this, you'll have to link your Discord account to your Xbox. So you can get started by opening the guide by pressing the Xbox button on your console, then go to Parties and Chats and click Try Discord Voice on Xbox. You'll see an option to scan a QR code. The QR code will take you to the Discord and Xbox apps to connect and set up a two-way link between your Discord account and Xbox. If you've previously linked your Discord account to your Xbox, you will have to relink it. To link your Discord account, you must be at least 13 years old and other parental controls may apply. And then you can um, head to the Discord Xbox connection article that they link inside of this. Um, so I will just put the link to this in the show notes so you can better understand how to do this if it is something you are interested in. They also announced in the same post that the Conquest Season 4 that is on Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Conquest will introduce the new maps to its currently active season. And today, which is now it is 7-24-2022, they're adding Lost Island Crystal Isles. You can find more information about the Conquest Season 4 on their SurviveTheArc.com website, or you can also join the Conquest Discord directly and contact the Conquest Enforcement Team. And I put the link to that Discord in the show notes. 
All right, so I wanted to add this into this episode. If you are returning to Ark Survival Evolved like I am, I have um, around 4,800 hours in the game, and I played it, I believe it was in, since 2015, and I played it for like four or five years, like predominantly that was my go-to game. And you might recognize me from another art podcast that I helped, um, that I hosted, and with a group of friends. And uh, if you recognize me, hello, you found me again. And if you don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> so I'm moving on. And I wanted to add in this because I was, I was adding Arc back to my Steam library, and. Arc is a huge file. It is massive. And if you don't have an SSD, it can be a problem. And um, I try to do anything I can to make sure that it downloads faster. So I just wanted to share with you some tips to help your Arc Survival Evolve game download faster if you're coming back to the game or if you've taken a break and you need to do some updates. Just in general, some things you might want to check that I did not know. First, when you go into your uh, download option. So like when you have that little download um, tab on the bottom of your Steam, when you go into the download section of the game, wherever you're downloading, it'll say downloads. Well, up in the top right, at least on my program or my Steam app, there is a little settings wheel. You click on that and then from there, you should be able to control um, more controls for your downloads. And something that you'll want to do is empty your download cache. And you'll also want to make sure that you don't have the bandwidth limited in there. There's a little box you can check and uncheck. And then you also want to make sure that you are, that you have the fastest location, the fastest server location that, you know, to help you um, get your download faster. If you are in a state on the West Coast and you have your server location for some reason checked from the East Coast, you're going to have um, bigger latency, causing your download to be extra slow. So just some things to remind you and to help you going forward. I found it to be very helpful. And I noticed like once I down um, cleared my download cache, my download went way fast. And my internet uh, speed test already said I had really fast internet. And so I'm like, what is going on? Because I can now download, I play other games too, like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14 online, and then a whole myriad of other games. And I never have a problem with speed, but when Arc and Steam come together and we try to make it happen, mm -mm, it ain't happening. It's like super freaking slow. So that definitely helped me out a lot, but definitely having your game um, on an SSD helps even more. So I wanted to add that in and I did put that in the show notes so you can go over it and make sure you are doing everything you can do to make that ARC Steam download faster. And if you're not following the ARC2 news on Twitter, you might want to because they just released um, the latest uh, picture, a new image from the ARC animated series and they just revealed it and it's supposed to debut in 2022. So I'm definitely keeping my eyes open and checking out if there's any updates on that. And speaking of ARC 2, I do have a whole bunch of ARC 2 news to share with you. Let's do that on the flip side.
All right, so I have gathered a bunch of information off from the internet and compiled it into my show notes. So we have a lot of updates on ARC 2 if you're interested in seeing what everything we know so far. So, so far the expected release date for ARC 2 is now 2023. It's been pushed back from 2022. And while it is regrettable that Studio Wildcard has been added to the lengthy list of video games that have delays this year, I think me personally, I'm happy to hear that the production is going well. In fact, the developer only recently disclosed that ARC 2 will have Souls-like melee fighting, which is undoubtedly a change for a franchise that has long regarded itself as one of the greatest survival games available, and I would have to agree. I played like Valheim and other like um, Old West and different survival games, and when I came back to ARK um, this week and getting my muscle memory back and everything, I was just like, wow, man, you know, I have a lot of fun in those other games, but there's just something that feels right about ARK, and I think everything just meshes so good. So I'm excited to see what they can do with ARK 2, because I been playing Ark Survival Evolved before it was even, it was an early access and I bought it for 10 bucks and it was the best, <laughs> the best uh, purchase I think I've ever made on Steam. So I've never regretted it. And I've only given one game of review on Steam and this is the one. <laughs> so I went back and I'm like, oh yeah, I still like it. It's still a lot of fun. A lot of fun memories in Ark with all my friends I used to play with. Lots of fun. So um, since its announcement in 2020, information on ARC 2 has definitely been scarce, but now we are starting to learn more and more and more about the most eagerly awaited forthcoming Xbox Series X titles. And um, to continue to learn everything we know about ARC 2, even with Vin Diesel, it's going to be quite interesting. That was one thing I was like, what? We got... This new title, it's gonna already, it's not like just coming out on, P, like before with Ark Survival Evolved, it was like PC forever, and then it finally started to trickle into the consoles, and then there was like, they couldn't even use mods on the consoles, so then us players on PC were just like, oh man, you know, you love the game, you'd love it even more if you had these mods. So I think it's really awesome that they're going to be, you know, releasing to these consoles right off the bat from what I understand. The release date for ARC 2 has been delayed, like I said, um, until 2023 by Studio Wildcard, and Microsoft stated that the game will debut in 2022 when it was revealed at the Game Awards in 2020. But it shouldn't come as a very huge surprise that Studio Wildcard extended ARC 2 to 2023, given that we actually spent two years without an update, and the enormous impact the current COVID-19 epidemic had on the entire world, let alone production workflows in the gaming industry. So we definitely, I think we as gamers should anticipate receiving further clarification regarding the release windows very shortly, shortly but we also should, should, should be really patient, you know, because 
a lot of things have happened worldwide that has affected everything, let alone, you know, our precious gaming, right? So um, exclusive to Xbox Series X at launch, ARC 2 is a console title. Along with the game's debut, Studio Wildcard announced a collaboration with Microsoft Gaming that would make Xbox the only system on which ARC 2 will be available when it launches, which is like crazy because it's like backwards from what ARC Survival Evolved was, which I think is pretty cool. I'm kind of bummed because I'm a PC gamer, but so far this is what we know. Similar to its predecessor, ARC Survival Evolved, ARC is also coming to PC. Um, will the PC, will the PlayStation 5 receive ARC 2? Well, developer studio Wildcard has not responded to that question of whether ARC 2 will be released on PS5, and it is only advertised as an Xbox Series X console launch exclusive. As a result, ARC 2 will only be available on PC and Xbox Series X for an unspecified period of time before being released on other platforms, such as the PlayStation 5. It wouldn't be all that shocking to see ARC Survival Evolved 2 go to PlayStation after its exclusive time with Xbox expires, giving that ARC Survival Evolved found great success on PS4. So in 2022, we saw the release of the first ARC 2 trailer as a part of the Game Awards, but although Studio Wildcard has actually announced that production has switched to Unreal Engine 5, the ARC 2 unveiling video was entirely recorded in Engine. Although there is no gameplay in this reveal video, it does establish the tone of the future sandbox, which revealed some well-known actors who are joining the cast and teases some of the additional features that we may look forward to when ARC 2 eventually releases. But ARC 2 teaser shown at E3 2022 was shot with that Unreal Engine 5 and it looks really awesome. You know, there was some jerkiness I noticed, but hey, I'm willing to overlook that because I I appreciate the whole art of the, the process. And despite not being gameplay, it does establish that tone for the game's plot, which takes place in a world after a significant battle has taken place. Every day is still a struggle in a world where there are dinosaurs, but happily, Vin Diesel's character and his daughter are prepared for their very own pet T-Rex that is armored in bone. And I thought it was cool, too, that... It wasn't like one of those serious trailers, like, ooh, 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 you know, it had plenty of the ooh, ooh, but I loved at the end when the little girls, when her dad, you know, Vin Diesel swoops her up and they run into that cave to escape and she's like still, just like a kid, doesn't understand the gravity of the situation and just like sticks its tongue out like, nah, 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 nah. I thought that was a cool addition to the trailer, so that was awesome. So, I hope I haven't lost my place in my bullet notes. Uh, Studio Wildcard was able to get important input from Xbox One gamers along the road before launching in August 2017, which, um, as a result of the positioning, given that Studio Wildcard and Microsoft Gaming have remained close partners, one of the first titles to be optimized for the Xbox One X in 2017 and the Xbox Series X in 2021 was Arc Survival of Evolve, the sandbox survival game has may, remained a mainstay on the Xbox platform ever since. So I think what they're just trying to do is to solidify that these, the this game, this studio, and this 
company has had a very well-oiled working relationship. So the ARC-2 plot will take place on this unidentified extraterrestrial planet after Genesis Part 2, the fifth and last paid DLC expansion pack for ARC Survival Evolved that was published in 2021. Even though Studio Wildcard hasn't provided many details on the ARC-2 plot, we can, you know, start to put together some things that we have noticed by analyzing the Genesis Part 2 finale. In ARC-2, Vin Diesel will play Santiago, the main protagonist. Santiago is a replica of Santiago da Costa, a player character from ARC Survival Evolved, for those of you not following up with the overall series plot here. When the character makes a crossover in the upcoming ARC, the animated series, which is scheduled to premiere in 2022, Studio Wildcard assured us that we will find out more about him. Although the actual gameplay for ARC 2 hasn't really even shown anything past that, the developer Studio Wildcard begun to hint what we may anticipate. The original plan for ARC 2 was for it to closely resemble its predecessor or a sandbox survival experience, but things have since been altered. So they added in that Souls-like melee fighting, which is, according to Studio Wallcard, where you may target, lock, block, dodge, execute combos, stagger, and even use special strikes with advanced character traversal mechanics, which includes sliding, swinging, free climbing, which is going to be awesome, right? and mantling, parkour, and more. And it also switches from first person to third person's perspective. The entire thing takes place in a vast brand new alien setting, and there are actually dynamic global events that will be taking place without regard to your actions. The decision to engage with them the decision to engage with them will then have its own benefits and difficulties. Additionally, we will be able to create weapons and equipment from a variety of modules to customize their appearance and capabilities, leading to millions of unique combinations. The product's appearance will also depend on the materials that we use. So additionally, there is going to be a PvE element where hostile Atari... I'm going to say Atari, but it's like Atari will pursue you while riding the backs of their own domestic animals in an effort to expel you from their planet. Okay, I have always been a fan of the Bush People mods for Ark Survival Evolved. And I was secretly hoping that they, because I remember when I stopped playing that they were... The Bush people was like part of one of the mod contests to like be brought in house. And I was like low-key being like, I really hope they make this official. So I think that'd be really awesome if there are NPCs, which it kind of sounds like they are, right? Don't you get that from that? It kind of sounds like it is. So ARC's, ARC 2's fully stackable user-created mods will also open the door for players to generate new dinosaur and creatures and items and gameplay features with maps distributed across all platforms, including onto Xbox. And support from modded servers via mod.io will also um, read the developer statements and they have, you know, a little sidebar where that mod.io developer added some stuff. So, ARC the Animated Series also was announced alongside ARC 2 and will release this year, which I think is cool. If they can release 
the ARC animated series first and continue that hype train and building up for the release of ARC 2 in 2023, that would be awesome. Studio Wildcard co-created and produced the series together with director Jay Oliva um, from Batman The Dark Knight Returns. The animation studio behind the series is Lex Otis, who are also working on an Army of the Dead spinoff anime with Zack Snyder. ARC composer Gareth Coker will also write the music for the show. Not only that, but the animated series is also said to be chock full of A-list actors, Vin Diesel as Santiago. Um, Of course, there will also be the likes of Jared Butler, Michelle Yeho, and David Tennant, Russell Crowe, Carl Urban, Elliot Page, and many more. And some of that we are sad we can already hear their voices in the trailer. So the entire thing is also taking place um, in a dynamic global, oh, we already discussed this, sorry, (laughs) the decision to engage with them, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm getting lost. Oh, additionally, we'll be, oh, we're already doing this. Okay, I think I covered everything. Oh, I will finish off. No matter who you are or where you came from, dinosaurs will come for us all. As seen by individuals by the Michelle Yeho's Mayan Lee being transported from their various historical periods to the arc in the video. So I'm excited. And I think the things that I'm really looking forward to, and I've heard whispers of an arc too, is the end plus, you know, in the trailer where Santiago like turned down all the tech in the cave. I think that that right there was like foreshadowing, or at least maybe I'm hoping that it was foreshadowing, because personally, I was not a fan when Ark Survival Evolved went tech. You know, I hated it. I hate that we jumped from thatch to stone to metal to then whoop, force fields. I'm like, what? It, I hated it. So I know some of you love it and you like it, whatever, but I hated it. <laughs> so I kind of lost interest in a lot of playing arc due to that. It just put a sour, it was just sour to me. And then I always loved the primitive sets, the little primitive mods that you can add onto your server to make it extra primitive. I really love those. So I am geeked. I hope that that was foreshadowing that ARC 2 will take us back to the core of what ARC Survival Evolved started out as before it got so crazy and alien-like and space-like and stuff. So I like, and that's why I I saw the Fjord, um, the latest map for Fjordor. <laughs> I'm saying it wrong. Um, I with the Viking inspiration and stuff. I was like, oh, that's a that's a good one to try. I'm going to fire up Arc Survival Evolved. So I'm excited about that. So that's what I have for Arc News. I hope it was enough. And if it wasn't, we're gonna be hopping into what's in a name. Let's go. Alright, what's in a name? One of the things about playing ARC, especially if you love to breed your dinos and you love to tame dinos, is what do I name it? And I know some of you are very boring and you name them like you have like a spreadsheet and you're like, oh, this one is X, 
1B and its mom was 2B, so now it's X3B, you know, like stuff like that. Obviously, this is not for you, but for those of you who like to have individualized names, I go to the Dino Name Generator and I'm going to share some of them with you to help alleviate the naming block we all get when we're trying to name our dinos. So the first one is Darransar, and that is D-H-A-R-A-N-S-A-R, and then Maugrim, and Chompstomp, Ironhide, Hammerit, Deviltree, Geico, Oron, Trex, and Helmar. So there are some suggestions for you. Just thought I'd toss them out there. Alright, now that I'm returning back to ARC, I know that they have added some new dinos. And I thought it might be helpful if I don't um, just, you know, refresh my own mind and my own memory, but also go through it so that if you need it to be refreshed or if you are also new to the game, um, you will be able to know what is in the bushes. So the idea is to go through it alphabetically because I know that they have added some pretty awesome dinos and I hope that I will come across them as they pop out of the bush. So the first one is this is going to be the Archaeopteryx and it is, this is from the dossier and um, it's supposed to be intended to be an exact copy of what the survivor Helena Walker, um, the author of the dossiers, have written. So I'm just going to start by reading the dossier first. The species is the Archaeopteryx magnavillum or magnamilvum, <laughs> and it comes from the late Jurassic time period. It is definitely a carnivore and it is fearful. And in the wild, approximately, they are one meter long. The Archaeopteryx is a primarily tree-dwelling proto-bird. It avoids the ground as much as possible, preferring to stay in the safety of the tree line, where few predators can reach it. I've not seen Archaeopteryx outright fly yet, so it's possible that they can not generate enough lift to do more than glide long distances between perches. I'm not sure how a creature so fearful of the ground can be such a picky eater, but Archaeopteryx only seem to consume certain rare insect matter. The most likely explanation is that it tends to nest in infested trees, stripping them bare of such food sources. Domesticated, while not large enough to bear the full weight of an adult human, Arche Archaeopteryx still have a great utility. Despite the creature's inability to fly, its wings have sufficient strength to dramatically slow the rate of a person's descent if that person holds on to the Archaeopteryx while airborne. Taming the Archaeopteryx can be somewhat troublesome, although as it refuses to eat some most common food sources, and glides to prospective safety at the first sign of any interloper. I remember these definitely being a lot of fun. They're like little gliders, and they're really awesome. Due to the hostile environment in which it lives, the Archaeopteryx often flees at the first sign of conflict. It can be found both wandering around the forest floor and high up in redwood trees, 
Tamed animals retain their timid nature and lack any sort of attacking ability, even when set on aggressive, and they will only eat chitin. And the appearance of the Archaeopteryx is actually a unique blend of avian, bird-like, reptilian features. So, kind of sounds like the evil wanker that jacked me up a good six times last night on um, Fjord or... I'm going to... I don't have the name of that map in my head and I'm just jacking it up. Fjord or... I think it was something like that. It reminds me of World of Warcraft's Howling Fjord back in um, Wrath of the Lich King. That was one of the lo the zones that you level in, and now it's like Fjordor. <laughs> it's spelled very similar, at least the first part of the word. Um, however, the similarities to birds and their oh, apparently I'm I'm jacking my uh, I lost my place again. Its arms have much longer feathers, creating a set of primitive wings. Its tail also features longer plumage, which it uses as an aid for balance. However, the similarities to birds and there. The face is scaly and more elongated like a reptile with needle-sharp teeth and its mouth to shred apart insects. Additionally, unlike modern birds, the wings of the Archaeopteryx end in sharp claws. These are used for scaling tall trees. So, we're going to hop over. This is from Arc Fandom. We're going to hop over to the beloved. I loved seeing that Dodo Dex was still up and rocking. And they have the handy taming calculator available to let you know what you can use to tame them. So that is always handy. And I was going to go through and see one of my favorite things was reading people's uh, replies on like them owning them and like what their opinions are. So it looks like for um, simple kibble can be crafted in a cooking pot with Archaeopteryx kibble on mobile. It's also in a cooking pot and the Pelagornis kibble on mobile is in a cooking pot for taming. But um, the highest rated comment underneath the Archaeopteryx on dododex.com was, is an Archaeopteryx? worth it? Well, it is in my opinion because it's very easy to tame and good glider. And then in caps, do not waste your time getting a parachute. <laughs> These are very fun. However, getting down from one is difficult, but otherwise get one very easy steps below. Get a bow and a trank arrow. Two, get one narcotic for one to five for one to five four levels. Three, kill a scorpion and get the chitin. Four, knock it out and feed it the chitin. Five, you have a living parachute. So now you know what good it is. It has some downsides as well. It's very hard to get down. The place it is located is very hard and dangerous, but they can collect sap and other stuff. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. I forgot to mention this, but it's also found in the Redwoods. So this was posted by Fatui. And then we have the second highest um, points was posted. And it says, fun fact, Archaeopteryx was very important for when it was the creature that confirmed the theory of birds being linked to dinosaurs. 
And then let me, oh, this part, this looks very handy. Don't put points into its movement speed if you want to glide faster. It glides as fast as you run. So putting points into your movement speed will increase how fast it will glide. Hope this saves you from wasting levels like me. I did not know that. That is good to know. I did not know that. I had no clue. So I'm happy that they added that in there. <laughs> awesome. And, oh, they, and then this um, poster wanted to just remind us, do not confuse these with micro raptors. One will flee in fear. The other one will eat your face off. <laughs> so, and I know that that is 100% true. I've had it happen. So there we go. That is the Archaeopteryx. And we will learn about a new one in episode two. Oh, it's like bringing it all back to me. I was thinking of all the times I hang glided with these little buggers. All right, moving on. All right, so this is just a little bit of my ARC adventure. Like I said, I saw that they had the map Fjordor. It's F-J-O-R-D-U-R. Fjordor. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. It is a free official non-canical DLC expansion map for Ark Survival Evolved that released on June 12, 2022 for PC, Mac, Linux, and consoles. But before that, it was a mod that you could put on your server. And I just wanted to talk about, I have not got to explore anything past my little stone hut on the beach. I fired up single player. I haven't decided if I wanted to do a server yet, um, just because I like server. I don't know. I just like playing on a server. I think I might join a server, maybe an unofficial. I did scope out a few, but in my single player right now, I am on the beach in the northern starting zone and I'm going to tell you, you freeze your butt off and I was dying from the cold before I could kill something fast enough to uh, build a fire and then cook it. I sat there over the fire watching my health just drain going faster, faster, cook faster, cook faster, cook faster, cook faster. So finally after five dead bodies, which made me feel like I had company over for dinner because I just looked around and there was all of my dead bodies standing there. Some of them were on the ground. Some of them were still standing in place as if they were real people, but no, they were not. They were just my corpses. So, um, that has been fun. I, I got, um, one of the inspirations for Dilo Dispatch is because every time I play, play Ark, and even in my first, first entrance into the game, back when the only dinosaurs they had was like the pterodactyls, trikes, and dilos, and rexes, you know, like the basics, the parasaurs, just the basics we had. I remember when they added compies, and I was just like terrorized by them on the beach. It was hilarious. But I remember losing my mind when the first time I was in my thatch hut, and a dilo, this was early access, and a dilo, like, glitched its head into my thatch hut wall and sprayed me with this nasty slime and I couldn't see anything and I just remember screaming into um 
I don't even know if we had Discord then. Because it was like, Discord I think was just coming out. I just remember being in voice chat of some sort and just screaming bloody murder because I, when I play video games, I get immersed. Like, I, my reaction is like, it's really happening to me. And I lost my mind. I had never played a game. I came from World of Warcraft. I had never played a game where there were like so much of, of, of an immersive. This was my first sandbox, true sandbox game. And I just lost my mind. And then, so my friend came over and they're like, what, what's going on, what's going on? And then they laughing their butt off because I was losing my mind over a freaking Dilo. And they thought it was like a T-Rex or something. And I'm like, no, this is dang Dilo. So Dilos can be like, and I and I got reminded of it when I loaded in Fjordor um, a couple nights ago. And guess what killed me? A freaking Dilo. It just has to happen that way. Normally, you know, on the island when I would spawn in, I would like the east coast midsection and I was I knew I was gonna be zapped by the big snakes but um nope this time it was a dilo and it was like my chick I gotta make sure I turn the, that annoying waking up animation off because I get so anxiety like I'm like go 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 run 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 pick up rocks 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 and she's like sitting there slow motion looking at her arm looking at her wrist and I'm just like no you don't have time to be slow and look at your body you need to go so I gotta like disable that I believe the last time I played art there was a way to disable it so I'm gonna have to check on that but, so, I I finally, after dying like five or six times, I decided to just make a stone house on the coastline and then fill it with fire. So, that's my best bet right now. Um, I then, just, I finally started upgrading it to stone because I apparently have a neighbor. I can't remember the names of the dinosaurs with the Edward Scissor hands. It started with a T, didn't it? It was like a Rex bird with Edward Scissor hands. And I know it'll come back to me, but I'm like having to re-access all of my old ARC knowledge and it's going to be interesting. But anyways, long story short, you know who I'm talking about. They're nasty little buggers and... I woke up again from one of my death van things and all I saw was this ticked off bird and it slashed me. It just slapped me across my face with its nasty nails and I died instantaneously again. And then, so now he's living on the other side of this big rock. Like there's a big rock next to my base on the coast. He's on the other side of it. So I know it's just a matter of time before that little jack wagon makes his way over to my, my hut. <laughs> So I decided I needed to start really quickly upgrading to stone on the bottom because from what I remember, they can just whittle their way through anything that's thatch and wood. So I need at least a place where my bed is and stuff to be stone. So that's where I'm at so far. And plus I put my bed on the top. I do remember that because I don't like, I don't like dinosaurs being able to jack up my house and then take my bed out. I like to put my bed like on the set, like higher upper levels so that it's not so, um, I don't know, easy to take it, take a, you know, take apart. So it's not so, um, wimpy to put it. I like to put it up higher. Anyways, I'm just rambling now at this point. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that happened. Oh, one thing I did learn, I haven't checked it out yet, but I, um, I saw where I could make 
floating foundations on this map. So that's exciting. But I'm going to tell you about a little bit about what the map has. It contains an area that includes, we're going to learn this together because I don't know any of this. The map contains three portals to three different realms. And it has a Jotunheim is an icy realm with extreme freezing temperatures. And then there's Vanheim is a luscious forested base realm. And then there's Asgard is a realm of large, vibrant fields and abandoned buildings. This is exciting. I had no idea that this was a thing. I thought that the map I thought that the map looked a little small. Now I know why, because there's all these other realms. Um, there's unique obelisks in the form of massive floating rune stones, unique supply drops that look like totem poles, various ruins around the map, including things such as the Moria Casa da 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 da, and attempted reconstruction of the Lord of Rings Dwarven City. It contains Balan's tomb and the infamous bridge where Gandalf Ian McClellan says, You shall not pass. And then Helm's Deep, another construction of the infamous Lord of the Rings Fortress of Rohan, contains a complete Hornsburg wall, statues, and a cave excised by the central citadel glittering caves. There are several fortresses scattered around the map, located in each biome. Several deserted wooden houses are strewn about the map, some with wooden palisade walls. Some of these houses are accessible, while others remain bolted shut. And then they ask, uh, this is coming from arcfandom.com, can you find the infamous Poglin statue? There's also new species of dinosaurs, including the blood-hungry Desmodus, the almighty Andrew Sorcius, the keen-eyed Fjordhawk, the fearsome Fenrir, and the odd-filed aberrant Magalania. There's giant beaver dens containing large amounts of resources. Oh, I remember the angry beavers. And their darn dens. Ah! Um, and I, oh, yeah, don't get me started. The, how many times do you go to get stuff out of the den and then you get over, you get, your inventory gets full and then you're just like floating still in the water. And I just remember on the island in the river, I would go up there because people would just go in and take like the cementing paste out and they would just leave the freaking beaver dens just standing there. And it's like, that is how rude, you know? So you have to go and like tear it down. I don't know if they made it any different, if they could just dis deconstruct so there wasn't all these beaver dens with no cementing paste and just a bunch of wood. So when you go to get rid of it, the minute you touch that den, you tick off the angry beavers. The angry beavers chase you. You can't run because you're overweighed with all the wood. It's just a headache. So, you know, you understand why people just take the cementing face, but good Lord. I don't know if that's changed, but I remember that being an absolute nightmare. So here it does say that they still, the dens contain large amounts of resources. And then there's also an elemental region inspired cave with radioactive rivers and lakes. Hmm, interesting. 200 runes that serve the same function as explorer notes. How, how cool. Each 100 found grant 
the survivor five additional levels and you can find them all over the map and the three realms all realms contain a wyvern trench being one of two maps with the wyvern types except the void wyvern Jotunheim contains ice wyverns, Asgard contains lightning wyverns, and Van Helm contains poison wyverns. On Asgard, there's also a rock drake trench located 4550. The area is radioactive, so remember to bring the hazard suit. Hmm, good to know. And there's also an ambient microraptor and Ichiornis calls in Asgard. All right, and um, the map spans an area over 140 square kilometers, which is 3.5 times that of the island, which is an area of roughly 40 square kilometers. The map is smaller than Ragnarok and is similar in that it contains numerous large cave systems that increase its playable area. Huh, how cool is that? Pretty neat. So they do have five unique creatures with a mass amount of other spawns. So the list is quite huge. And then the cosmetics it comes with is the Moljolnur Swords. Let me, apparently my lips are getting, my tongue is getting twisted. My lips are getting away. All right, me, Moljolnur Sword Skin. That's, I have no idea. These are a bunch of, yeah. So notes, they noted Fjordor was originally designed as a mod map and it is still available under an agreement between Wildcard and the development team. While the two versions are similar, there are definitely differences between them. And Fjordor contains over 140 square kilometers of new biomes, new challenges, and rewarding discoveries. And it is the first free DLC to get a menu picture and a custom and game theme song. And right now they say that it is bugged and it's the only menu picture song. So, ta-da! There we go. The original creator team was um, Niketas, which is the project owner. So, all right, survivors. I think that's it. That's episode one of the Dilo dispatch and i hope you enjoyed your first episode of the dialogue dispatch like i said if you want to get a hold of the show head to twitter and you can tweet the show at Dilo Dispatch, and you can email the show at the Dilo Dispatch at gmail.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Horena, and I will be getting my website up and running shortly. So, you guys have a great day. Happy adventuring. Talk to you later. Bye.